You've lived a life dominated by doubt and fear. How do you step into bravery? Step. That's how you step into bravery. Step. Take the step. Step aggressively towards your fear. And that, that step towards your fear is the step into bravery. Because we're scared of what we don't know. And there is only one way to learn and to know. And that is to confront that fear. You have to step. You have to go. And this simple action, this simple attitude, it answers so many questions. So many questions. How, how do you get to the gym every day? You step. You go. How do you, how do you change your diet? step you go how do you overcome fear of failure or fear of success or or fear of fear itself you step and how do you face the fear of the unknown you step don't wait anymore don't think anymore don't plan anymore don't contemplate anymore don't make any more excuses or justifications rationalize anything else no no and no instead be aggressive take action now and what is the first action that you need to take what's the first step you need to take the first step you need to take is just that I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. I love that clip by Jocko. He's right. How do you face your fear? How do you face your bravery? Step. Just start taking a step in that direction. So today, if you haven't wondered, we're going to talk about doing hard things. If you remember a few episodes back, I began talking about building a safe house of recovery. We chose a site and got to work building the frame, foundation, and installing some windows. It's time to fill the home. Who doesn't like a little home design, right? Like those shows on TLC about flipping houses? (laughs) Okay, I'm getting a little off topic. This episode is all about filling your new safe space with things that make you who you are. If we want to develop an identity in order to pull away from the idea that having borderline personality disorder is the end of the line for us, we need to do hard things. There were so many times in my recovery process that I was met with an obstacle. Social situations, having to make a real friend and form a meaningful connection with that person, having to make small talk with other moms. You've been there, right? 
having to find out what I liked and didn't like, trying new things. I mean, there were a ton of obstacles every step of the way in my recovery process because everything was so overwhelming and scary. The thought of doing anything outside of my comfort zone was adversive. I generally avoided hard things because hard things required sustained cognitive effort, attention, focus, and facing of fear or bravery, three things that I was not very proficient in. I was a problem-based thinker, meaning I came up with all kinds of problems rather than executing a solution to a task. I would think in what-ifs, and I would use what-ifs to excuse my lack of courage and to perpetuate a fear-driven perception. What if I fail? What if they laugh at me? What if I mess up? What if I look stupid? What if I embarrass myself? It's too much work. What if I never finish? I could go on and on and on. And I have had this dance of conversation with many clients over the years as well. What ifs and buts lead to lives that aren't very worth living. I think you could agree with that. The way I see it is, if I am going to live, I am going to actually really live and be alive. I don't want to live life from the couch, afraid of everything. I already did that. And I wanted to die when I was living that way. Of course I did. It's miserable. How can I find joy when I was seeking only comfort in my pain? I was a person who would fail before I even tried anything. Can you relate to that? If you had played that clip that I played in the beginning of the episode to me back when I was in my BPD mindset, I would have been like, who is this guy? This guy's a jerk. He thinks all I need to do is just step towards my fear. Because my myth that I couldn't do anything, that I was incapable, that I should just fail before I tried was so strong that I turned my mind off. I shut my mind. I shut my mind off when it came to anything that wasn't a confirmation of the belief that this is too hard. This is too scary. I can't do it. Can you relate to that? If you had heard that clip by Jocko and it wasn't attached to this podcast, what would you have thought? Even going to the grocery store was a big task for me. I would complain and say that I had anxiety or that I had ADHD so I couldn't make a list or I'd say it would just take too long. I would fail before I even got to the car to drive to the store, before I even took that step. A complicated recipe, a book with too many words in it, a workout program, a new skill, anything that required effort and patience, I was out. I wouldn't do it. And I would even go so far as to shame others for doing it. You know what I mean, right? Deep down you do. Like when you see all the quote-unquote cool women or men hanging out together and you start calling them names and making fun of them because they aren't living this, you know, perfectly disconnected, lonely, marginalized life like you are, right? Like the whole Karen business. I hate that because it just, I don't, there's just something about it that, you know, doesn't sit right with me. 
Because the person who looks put together and has like a nice purse and like nice clothes or whatever, like why, why is that so adversive? Why can't someone just lead a normal life without us shaming that person for being normal? You don't want other people shaming you. It's just something to think about, right? They are too perfect or too fit or too put together. They're just too dang normal. Anyway, failing before I tried and then shaming others who are just living normal lives, it's awful and not something that a good person would do. But I wasn't a good person back then. I was just talking with someone this morning, actually, who's reading that book. Have you heard on it, Walking, Walking on Eggshells? Or have you heard of it? <laughs> it says that people with BPD are manipulative and a host of other bad things. It's not untrue, though painful to hear. At some point, though, you have to put down your self-help books and your workbooks and pick up life, so to speak. That's right. Put down the book that tells you how awful BPD is and start taking the step. Grab yourself a journal or a vision board. Have you ever heard of a vision board? This is so cool. Such an awesome concept if you haven't heard of it. Vision boards are tools that you can use to meet objectives and goals if you're a visual person. So you're, it's like making a list, but in a visual way. So what you're going to do is you're going to make a courage bucket list. If you don't know what a bucket list is, it's a collection of goals, dreams, and aspirations that you would like to accomplish in your lifetime. Lots of people put things on their bucket list that they never intend to do. So I don't want you to do that. Our courage bucket list will have achievable goals. Some of the things on your list will need to be accomplished in the next few weeks, months, and years, and others will be things that you will accomplish eventually, before you kick the bucket, as they say. Now, before I go deeper into explaining this, I want to make sure that I am defining courage, because this is a very specific kind of bucket list. Courage is being afraid of something and doing it anyway. So I am asking you to create a list of things that you always wanted to do but never did because you were afraid. And then I am asking you to challenge yourself to have courage, to be afraid of something, and to do it anyway, or to just step, as Jocko told us earlier. So let's go back to our courage bucket list. What are some goals you would like to achieve? Are there things you always wanted to do but never knew how or were too afraid to do? Put them on the list. So I hope you were able to add some things to your courage bucket list. Now I'm going to go into talking about my courage bucket list. So if we can go back in time and look at what my bucket list would have looked like when I was going through recovery, it had simple items on it at first. I know I've talked about this before several times in a lot of episodes, so bear with me if you aren't new to the podcast. The first thing on my list was a 10,000 kettlebell swing program. I wanted to finish it, which meant doing something hard every day until it was over, following directions, not giving up, and having integrity, which is doing the right thing when no one is watching. I also wanted to learn other things, and I put those on my list too, like how to make a fleece blanket with a sewing machine. 
I wanted to learn how to grow vegetable plants from seeds and then transfer them to pots and then into soil. And I was able to do that. I wanted to bake rainbow cupcakes for a school bake sale. I wanted to be a homeroom mom in the PTO, in the parent-teacher organization, and I did that. I wanted to learn how to shoot a basketball the correct way so I could swoosh, and I did that. I wanted to learn how to draw. I wanted to learn how to build a business, design a website, master social media marketing, create a podcast, be a better parent, move to the Midwest. I'm working on a couple of them. I'm still mastering business stuffs, and better being a better parent is an ongoing process. But everything else in that list, I did. Now that we live here in the Midwest, I want to make new friends, find a church community here, create a real garden in the yard of the first home that I own. I want to raise chickens and have fresh eggs to feed my family. I want to sew quilts. And I want to binge watch episodes of Little House on the Prairie because, well, for one, I'm old and (laughs) or older and because I just love how simple life was back then. I want to learn about the stars and get a telescope. I want to have family and friends over and have large gatherings of people in my space. I want to connect with people. I want to visit the UP in Michigan. I want to travel. That's a really long list. And I could go on and on and on because once I started finding out what I liked and who I was, the list of things that I could do became endless. So even though the list is really long, I accomplished most of the things on the list already and it wasn't easy. It was actually really challenging and I was scared. But I did what I suggest that all of you do when you're trying to overcome a fear. I know that Jocko says step. I also know that some of you just aren't there yet. So if stepping towards your fear aggressively to conquer it, to be brave, to have courage isn't an option for you, try this. Try remembering times in the past where you overcame a fear. The one thing we know about borderline personality disorder is that we can get what we want, right? That when we want something, we're pretty good at getting it. So I'll give you an example. When I really wanted something, I was able to have courage. I bet you can think of that in your own life. You can have courage when you want something bad enough. And that is what you need to muster up to engage in the activities on your own bucket list. I remembered when I had to interview to be in the doctoral program. I was so nervous that day. First of all, I felt like a huge imposter sitting around tables with other really smart people because I didn't think I deserved a spot. Back then, I was still undiagnosed and pretty emotional and disordered. I was scared out of my mind. That's a hyperbole, but if you have a BPD mindset, You can understand exactly what I mean. They brought us all in for interview day, and that's a day where everyone sits at these tables together and talks and eats snacks, and then they call us one by one into the interview, and you're alone in the room with somebody who works in the program, like a professor. Now, here's the thing. If you even made it to interview day, you made the cut, the first cut. Because you had to receive an invitation, you know, but somehow that whole day, like I remember thinking that I wasn't good enough, 
I remember how scared I was right before I got called in the interview, but I did it anyway. Nothing, literally nothing was going to stop me. Not my insecurities, not being embarrassed, not fear of failure, not uncertainty, not fear of saying the wrong thing. I was stubborn when it came to facing the fear if the fear came before something that I wanted bad enough. I wanted a spot in that program and I wanted it then. So it didn't matter how scared I was, I did it anyway. Can you recall a time where you overcame a fear? What was that like for you? How did you do it? Run that formula to overcome the fears you have about the items on the courage bucket list. Scoring a spot in a doctoral program is a lot scarier than finishing a workout program or even being the homeroom mom in the PTO. I had to remember that I can do hard things and that if I'm scared, I can be courageous, that I have that capability, especially if it comes down to doing something that is highly motivating to me. And I bet all of you have that same ability. Every time I checked off an accomplishment from the list, I gained confidence. Every bit of confidence I gained, I put towards the next task and the next and the next. Think of a time when you did overcome a fear. Do you remember how proud of yourself you were? Do you remember how good that felt? I want you to take some time today to imagine doing that now in a purposeful way to build your identity and self-confidence. Just imagine what that would feel like. Then create your bucket list. Go surfing, go skiing, go out to eat alone, go to the movies alone, make ice cream by hand, go shopping in a crowded mall just because you have the power of choice. And you can do whatever you choose. Join a community group. Go to a new church. Do something that connects you to people. Sew a blanket. Cook dinner. Go to the gym. Or take that kickboxing class you've been eyeing up. Create your list and get started on it. Take that step. Have courage. Be brave. Practice taking one step and putting one foot in front of the other. You will accomplish your goals, improve your confidence levels, and build your identity. Are you feeling lost, frustrated, or resentment towards your loved ones, your friends, your family, your partner, your kids? Are you looking for online counseling or mindset and life coaching because of this pandemic? Go ahead and check out thriveonlinecounseling.com. Again, that's thriveonlinecounseling.com. We offer secure, convenient, and confidential telehealth sessions. You can schedule your free initial consult right online or even pay for your first 60-minute individual session. Give us a call at 1-844-984-7483 if you have any questions at all. Let us be a part of your recovery journey. All right, it's Q&A time, everybody. Okay, this question comes from Anne. I do pretty well in life coping with day-to-day stuff. It's romantic relationships that always send me to hell. 
I've been married twice, raised my kids, and am enjoying grandkids. Maybe for some of us, it's best not to be attached. I still find myself attracted to and attracting men, but after the first hint of any interaction, I feel so panicked. It becomes hard to do regular life, and the whole cycle begins again. I'm considering single as a permanent thing, just to end the inner conflict. So first, I just want you to remember that if you're out there and you feel like, man, life is so great until I get into a romantic relationship, what's up with that? Remember that a personality disorder exists within the context of interpersonal relationships, right? A lot of the times, the individuals that come and work with me are doctors and lawyers and teachers and consultants and you know, grandparents and stay-at-home moms and just successful people in every area of their life that isn't this area of relationships, right? Most of the time. I'm sure there are some of you out there that are younger, still trying to, you know, figure things out. But borderline personality disorder, it really just rears its head in intimate relationships. And for some people, because remember it exists on a spectrum, It rears its head only in romantic relationships. So, you know, I mean, the answer to your question is, should you just be single forever? That is a personal decision, right? So if that's something that you would choose to do just so that you, you know, can feel at peace and calm, I mean, that's your choice. There are other choices. You could choose to start into a romantic relationship with someone and then to get a coach, a relationship coach or a therapist or someone who specializes in borderline personality disorder to help you break down those patterns and old formulas that are causing you to feel that way. I mean, I remember when I was dating and... You know, I would meet someone, I would really like this person, and I would fall hard. You know, we fall really hard for people. And my whole world would seem to just stop, like space and time. And I recognize that this is all a hyperbole, right? But I'm talking in my BPD self, where space and time would stop when I was dating someone because it just felt so good to be in love. And I would want to think about the plans for the future. And then I would start to worry that the person wouldn't leave me and like just, or wouldn't like me anymore or whatever. And that spin of intense emotions, both good emotions, positive and negative emotions, was enough to you know make me like want to call out of work honestly because it's panicky it's intense it's over the top oh so for me I was able to work through that because that was my choice you know I chose to work through that I chose to you know try to figure out how to have a normal relationship with someone you know as normal as I could but another choice for you you know, especially if you said that you were older, you were married twice, you raised your kids, you're enjoying grandkids. If that's the phase of life you're in is this slowing down calm phase and being alone makes you calm, then, you know, that's an option for you as a choice. But you're never too old, never too, you know, far in life to start working with someone. You can reach out to us at thriveonlinecounseling.com. We do 
counseling, but more mindset coaching. So I am a licensed therapist and I just love, love, love mindset coaching. So if you can find someone out there who's a good coach, it's a bit more brief, short term work that you'd be doing with someone. And it really focuses on honing in on the goals and skills that you lack and have in order to help meet your ultimate goal or mission, which for you would be having a successful relationship later on in life. So I would definitely consider all of your choices, not just avoiding this, the inner conflict, because if having a partner to live out the rest of your days is something that's important to you, you should totally take that step, be brave and go after it. All right, everybody, that's the end of the episode for today. Next week, I have an awesome treat for you. We're doing a two part recovery story. And I am so stoked and excited to get that out. I know recovery stories just brings so much hope to the community. And that's really what we're about. All right. As always, have a good week. Okay. Thanks for listening. That was from Borderline and Beautiful, a production of Thrive Mind Body LLC, online coaching that helps frustrated individuals, resentful couples, and disconnected families navigate through tough times. Visit us on the web at thriveonlinecounseling.com. If you like this show, remember, you can hear it on Anchor or Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or any app that you use to listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get a new episode every Monday. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message. Some of you had some comments and questions from the last episodes, and I'd love to hear whatever questions you have, too. Just download the Anchor mobile app, search for From Borderline to Beautiful, and tap the message button to send me a voice message. We'll have all those links in the show description. Okay, we made it. Thanks again for listening. I'm Rose Skeeters, and I'll be back next week with another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. Talk to you then.